What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you, but real quick, you know what we got to do first. We got to have a word from our sponsors, those fine folks that bring you this podcast to me every week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of this podcast. That's right. Experience the madness in full HD on Vimeo for 99 cents an episode or $6 a month gets you all 97 videos so far. And if you're not happy with the videos being behind a paywall, if we can monetize on YouTube, I will move everything over there. But in the meantime, I'm not able to monetize on YouTube. The money from Vimeo directly helps the show. And I appreciate the hell out of you for it. So please go pick up an episode. And if you're not subscribed to the YouTube, go to youtube.com slash and now we drink. Throw us a subscribe. Once we're at a thousand, I can attempt to monetize again. And if that's successful, I'll move over to YouTube. So once again, go check out the videos on the Vimeo at anwd.net slash videos. Once again, that is anwd.net slash videos. We are also brought to you by my Twitch stream. That's right. Since the pandemic started, I became a Twitch streamer. You can check out the Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash Slayer. I'm streaming multiple times a week. Right now, I'm playing a lot of XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. And hell, if you're a member of our Discord, I will add you in as a soldier and probably get you killed by aliens. Either way, come hang out. Do some drinks with me live. We're having a lot of fun on the Twitch stream. Once again, that's twitch.tv slash Slayer. And last but not least, we are brought to you by our friends of Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact... Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection and comes packaged with things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants. It also comes packaged with an album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. Vinyl Me Please has been a sponsor of the show for quite some time, and I believe in it, because what's better than some rad music, some art for your wall, and a new way to wet your whistle? And Vinyl Me Please isn't like Record of the Month Clubs of Old. It's month-to-month, no strings attached, cancel any time. So sign up today at www.joinvmp.com slash A-N-W-D. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash A-N-W-D. My guest this week is adult performer Koska Akashova. Koska and I talk about everything from video games to anime to the cancel culture, state of the biz. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy, drinking buddies. going video is going Costco how the hell are you I am lovely and wet good how about you well I, I'm moderately attractive and dry that is good <laughs> right that's good I and it works for me I, I I got no other choice about it I mean I could go jump in the shower real quick but then we have to postpone the show and I don't want to do that to I- I did beat you to it, so. You did. You did. I did. I did. I took a quick 
quick bath before I came on because it was so hot and humid here in the lovely Florida. So, you know, I figured I figured I'd freshen up before I was all covered in sweat. Although some people may like that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but they got to pay for that content. We're not just going to give that away to them. Exactly right. That's what they're here for. Right. Figured, you know, it might be good to smell a little bit fresh. Although you can't smell me from here, that'd be no. a little awkward. It was just like, what? We invented smell vision. That'd be amazing, but wouldn't it like scratch and sniff? Yeah, but that might be real bad because, like, I'm. <laughs> well, no, I, I did shower today because you know, freshly cut my head. But oh, nice. Well, thank you. Normally, what do you think that you would smell like if you were scratch and sniff? That would be the question. That could that could vary quite a bit. That, <laughs> that could be anywhere from you know poor choices in whiskey to you know Ooh. very very classy and like a fine hmm. cocktail. It, you know, there's, See? you there's could layers. you could be like maybe like oaky with some musk and like leather because you're sitting on the couch. Yeah, so. and. You know, some overtones right. of tobacco because I, I am a cigar smoker, so. Right. There's a very fine cologne right there. I know. <laughs> Actually, that's not bad. That's not bad. There's some there's some decent undertones going on. Uh, one of the beer royals I regularly use actually has like similar scents like that. How about yourself, though, if you were scratch and sniff? I, I think it'd probably be a mixture. I always love warm and spicy. So I think it would have to be a little bit of musk, um, probably maybe a hint of warm vanilla and tobacco um, with a little bit of spice thrown in there, right? You got to have a little sweet, a little spice. Definitely. Those, I don't know necessarily smoky, but, you know, a little, I don't know about cardamom, but, you know, a little, little bit of an array of things probably thrown in there. Hell and probably something you can't describe, but you something you were trying to put your finger on. You're like, what is that? <laughs> well, that's how you keep coming back to keep scratching to figure out what it is. Exactly. And you're hoping you can get it before like it fades away and you're like, damn it, it's gone. I hate that. See, you, you figured out the whole plan for repeat business. It's like they will. Just... Exactly. And then they have to buy a new one. Yep. And exactly. Then, then there you another, go. And another and another. Marketing. It's amazing. That's amazing. The center. Out. There you go. Perfect. That'd be wild if, like, one day they start, you know, because they have the branded flashlights and all that shit, if they start actually, like, trying to include the performer's scent. That would be interesting. Like, every time, like, you thrust, you get, like, a waft of something. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, ooh, yeah, that's like minty, or like, <laughs> or like that's very floral, or like, wow, she smells like a lollipop. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's it's not like on the. She the, smells. She smells like a warm summer day. Yeah. Huh? Well, because it's not it, like it on could those. Work. It could. It definitely could. Because it's not like it on could. those those branded flashlights. Like the textures they use on everyone's branded flashlight is actually what the inside yes. of them feels like. So they could just make up scents to like go with. Yes. You're like, what do you want to smell like? Like, I want to smell like citrus, like, or I want to smell like a really sexy beach. And you're like, okay, yeah, we could, we could do that. Yeah. Sure. You want to smell like South Beach with a, a hint of, you know, spring break. Sure. Okay. Done. A little wild. 
perfect. But like, I'm down with this. Yeah, hell. I mean, if they had one that like had hints of vanilla, I had an ex that like always wore vanilla. Be like, yeah, this reminds me of it. Okay, I'm, I'm sad. I'm See? Doing yeah. Right? Or like you smell like rose and some jam and you're like, okay, that's all right. That's very particular. I, I like it. I'm sure. I'm sure the, the Fleshlight people are just going to steal this now. Shit. I know, right? Just remember, it was mine first. It was. It was mine first. I need royalties. <laughs> right. Well, as soon as we get off, just get on the horn with them and be like, yo, yo. Yes. I want a brand and new Fleshlight. Own... Yeah. I need my own Fleshlight and royalties from my idea. Thank you. Thank you very much. You could have the <laughs> first scented Fleshlight. That would be amazing. I would probably finger my own Fleshlight. Is that weird? No, no. I mean, just out of curiosity, right? Wouldn't you? You'd be like, yeah. how does this work? What is it? What do people feel like? They feel like, think they feel like I feel like on the inside. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm definitely. Well, it's kind of like with games or toys or like when you watch something for the first time, you're just like, oh, you know, gotta check it out. It's the same, I think, with anything. Your curiosity piques your interest. And you're just like, yeah, well, why not? I think it's the same thing with, you know, VR. You know, I've been asked that kind of thing, too. Do you watch your own VR? And I'm like, yeah. Are you oh, those using... are my dogs, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> See, they're even chiming in like, yeah, yeah. go Costco. <laughs> we support this, Mom. We support this. Yes! We love the idea. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> they're so supportive um so like when you're watching your vr you're like throwing on the whole headset and yeah i um one of the ones i have is i think the oculus and i also have the i guess kind of like the headset too that you can attach to your playstation or xbox um but the oculus is great because you can be anywhere and utilize it which is wonderful you can be like sitting on your bed right here. You know, you kind of just draw your little area. You can just be chilling and watch whatever you want to watch. And it's fantastic. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest taking it in the bathtub with you, but. Um, no, no. The... Disclaimer, caveat. <laughs> the... Do not take it in water. <laughs> the best thing that would happen is you ruin your opticals. That's the best case scenario. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, but it, it's a wonderful thing to utilize. It really is. And it's a great way to pass the time. Are you doing gaming on it too? Or are you just watching smut? No, you can do both. Well, I, I'm talking um, about it for you. Yeah, no, I do both. I, I watch smut and I do some games. But I found like, um, like the Batman games are cool or the games where I, um, oh, what's the other game I like to play with it? I don't know why, for some reason, the name invades me. But like the ones where you, I don't know why, I can't remember the name. I need more caffeine today. But where I hit things with it to music. Oh, Beat Saber? I can, yes, thank you. I love that game. But for some reason, like Star Wars and stuff like that, I get vertigo. Ooh. Yeah. Those games, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> I try to play those games. Mm -mm. They do not... They do not work for me very well. Have you tried Squadrons also? Have you like tried to pilot in Star Wars or just the... Yeah, I tried to pilot in Star Wars and I was like... Mm. 
Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. That sucks. But the, but the effects are so cool. So it's fun. Like, at least if you have someone else play, at least you can watch and see what it looks like. But I mean, the animation and like what people have done is just amazing. Like, just trying to look around and see how far it's come. It's pretty awesome. I just wish I could play them because <laughs> it's such a cool experience. And I love gaming in that aspect. I love how far it's come. I love RPG games. I just, I love gaming and the storylines and how much they've actually put into character building. I think that's great. Even if I suck at playing, it's just amazing to see how far it's gone. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's become a legitimate art form. I mean, you have games that have really longer scripts than a lot of movies. Yes. It's amazing. Even some of the older games and if they've, you know, built packs to build them up and, you know, years later they revisit them and they're like, oh, now there's a pack that you can build and you can replay some of your favorite games and look what they've updated and see what they've done. It's it's really quite amazing. I mean, even PC games, not just um, you know, your PlayStation and Xbox games. It's quite grand. I really do enjoy it. Um you know, people can also cosplay all the characters that are in them too, which I thoroughly enjoy because then it gives me tons of ideas of like, ooh, this character is awesome. Um, not only that, but now in certain games, you know, you can build your own characters. So that's really cool as well. Oh, hell, that is one of the best things to do in gaming is just build your own character. Like, Right? Um, so I, I do some Twitch streaming on top of all this stuff. And yeah. Uh, recently, I've been doing XCOM 2, which is like a five-year-old game, but one of the biggest perks is you can make all the characters in, like, customize them. So I've been taking yeah. members of my community and making them the soldiers in the game and killing off a bunch of them accidentally. <laughs> I also wanted to play that game with, like, a group of people. Um, and not necessarily it has to be in my industry, although it would be nice maybe for people to watch us on Twitch um, among us. Oh. I think that game is hilarious. Oh, I, I've watched it so many times, and I think it'd be so much fun to play with a group of people. Oh, I, I, I stream it every Thursday, and then on Fridays, recently Xander Corbis has been hosting a uh, sex workers mutual aid fund among us stream on Fridays. Really? I figured that he would. I'll have to ask him about that then. Yeah, I mean, come join us. It's a lot of fun. We're, yeah? We're raising money for Suede Vegas. Okay. You know, it's all... I'm, I think I'm the only non-sex worker who's playing, so. Ooh. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all for a good cause, so it's a, it's, it's a blast. You, yeah, that would be so much fun. I would love to play. Well, especially for a good cause. That's just a double whammy there. Uh, uh, the, the Suede Vegas people have been raising money for sex workers in the Vegas area, and it's been a great mutual aid. I'm happy to support it. Hopefully we can get it. We didn't get a game going the last two weeks just because, you know, people are on set and stuff like that. But hopefully this Friday we'll be going and, you know, talk to Xander, see if we can get you in. Yeah. I'm going to have to him up and be like, I heard you're playing Among Us. I want in. I need dibs. <laughs> have, you had, have you had a chance to play at all? or? No, I haven't. I've been watching it and I really want to play. I want in. I want in it's honestly one of my favorite games because you're playing against other people. Like 
no matter how good your strategy is, you got to keep changing it up. Otherwise, people will get wise to it. Yes, especially if you have a tell. Well, that's what I've noticed. If you have a tell and you start seeing like your little character off and that's like, wait, you weren't there. What are you doing? Or you're this person. What are you doing there? And it's like, <laughs> well, and the Xander's like, my chat knows you have this tell. And it's like, uh, I may be presenting that are you tell. Sure? Are you sure that's a tell? Maybe I just had allergies today. <laughs> well, it's something like his chat claims. I always say something specifically at the beginning of a meeting. When I'm the imposter, I'm like, no, no, yeah. no. I always say that. You're it, like, I do it for a reason. Yeah, I, and that's my reason. Yeah. <laughs> so it's consistent no matter what I'm playing. And Consistency I, is key. Yeah. Because then, then they, can't really tell. they can't tell. Mm -hmm. And then also just being able to confidently bullshit your way through meetings is. I agree. <laughs> and I think I think that must be. A key factor in life, actually, not just in meetings in the game, but in life. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Confidence will see you through in a lot of places where skills won't. Yes, exactly. I mean, not necessarily being a bullshit artist, but in in cases, it is some kind of acuity uh, that you must need to be able to bullshit your way through things. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah. Uh, you should be maliciously deceiving people, but sometimes you're no, of course not. No, honesty and integrity is very important as an individual. However, there are times in which you do need to be able to BS a little here and there. I'm yeah. just saying. It just will see you through. It, it's one of those hmm. where, like, you know, well, I I'm a little beyond my birth, but if you know, I bullshit my way through this right now and learn, and like, you know, I can. Improve my station in life, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. It, what is it? The fake it till you make it? <laughs> yep. Yep. That's the old adage. There you go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But it, which that adage is true, but gross at the same time, where it's just like people, you know, you want integrity. You want to, you want to be honest, but like you, no one wants to support someone who's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Although they, I think that they utilize that quite frequently in movies and sometimes it's more comic relief. But in reality, it's not so funny, especially if someone's trying to, I don't know, drive to the emergency room or if you're dying and they're like, ooh, I have no idea how to save your life and I'm supposed to be an EMT. And you're like, well, are you in this job? Or hi, I'm a doctor. I have no idea what I'm doing. You're like, wow, that's really helpful. Thank you. Yeah, that. <laughs> That that's a problem. Faking until you make it there is yeah. a problem. But, yeah. You know, representing you're a more successful musician than you actually are is probably okay. Yeah. So you know, if you're an attorney and they're like, "Yeah, I'm totally going to win this case," where you're like, "I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know any of the laws or regulations." So yeah, you're on your own. Good luck. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. And certain uh, things, this might be important. I, I think I, I think it's one of those things where, like, it's okay to fake it until you make it as long as you're not hurting anyone. Exactly. As long as it's not going to ruin someone's life. Right. Or even cause them any harm. Like, it, it, as long as you're, like, that's my big, my big thing about most things in life. Like, do pretty much whatever you want as long as you aren't hurting other people. 
you want to have sex with whoever you want to have sex with, as long as you're not hurting anybody and they're consenting, good. That's great. You want to put whatever you want in your body, as long as you're not hurting other people, that's fine. It's your body. It's fine. But so, you know, fake it till you make it falls under that, too. The minute there's, a, there's always interesting guidelines in regards to that. But then there's also the opposite, too. It just depends. There's always two sides to a story. 100%. <laughs> and, you know, not everything is black and white. Things are nuanced. And that's... Exactly. There are gray areas. It's one Very of the, much so. One of the things I think we're really missing in modern America is nuance. Or gray areas. Yeah. That. It's just a lot of like, oh, it's got to be this way or this way. You got to like actually examine things here. Or reality. I feel like people don't live in reality these days. <laughs> and I don't know if some people ever did. I think it's just really That's at the true. forefront now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's front and center that you live in a diff- completely different world than me. It's like, I'm not sure sometimes what world I'm waking up to. And then I look on social media and I'm like, oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting world we live in today. So lovely. It's, it's wild. It, it's absolutely just a wild place. and It is. It's like the wild frontier, but not the wild, wild west. Yeah, we're... The internet has definitely put us into weird, uncharted territories. A lot of tech has put us in places where, oh, we did it because we could. We never really gave any thought if we should. Yes, it's become monopolized. Yeah. And at this point... What was once an amazing forefront in technology has now become a detriment in many ways. It has. It absolutely has. It's enabled some amazing things as well, but it there are definitely some detriments to modern society. I mean, I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time, like, back when we could go out with people, I don't remember the last time, like, <laughs> going out, being social with a group of people and everyone not looking at their phones at least a couple times. It's true. And I find myself doing that as well because you're so... It, not to say that it's an addiction... But it's habit for me. It's habitual. It's very habitual where your consciousness is so in tuned to looking at your social media or constantly on, on what's on your phone because everything now is available on your phone, whether it's your finances, your social interactions, whatever it may be, ordering food. You don't even have to go to an actual restaurant. Everything almost is available online. Um so it's quite different where before, you know, you were forced to go outside and interact with the world. And now you don't have to. It's very strange. It, very strange. It really is. And on top of it, some of it is by design that like the social media platforms and notifications trigger the same stuff in your brain as like slot machines. It has the same reward system to see a like or a, a thumbs up on a post gives you the yeah. same... Same dopamine hit as like winning on a slot machine. So of course people are I I will fully say I'm a goddamn phone addict. I'm addicted to it. 
It's true. It's very habitual. You're just so used to automatically checking certain applications um, and looking into them quite frequently that it's hard not to do so. I do try to sometimes not look at it so frequently. You know, it's my industry is very much social media oriented. Um, But I think, you know, whether it's, affects me negatively or positively, even though I still check, um, I don't post as frequently as other people. And I think I do that just, even though I do check and try to interact, um, I don't want to be quite a slave, so to speak, to social media. Um, and I know it's all about, you know, the effort that you put into it. Um, but I don't want it to rule my life, even though it still technically does. <laughs> so, I mean, I try to have that healthy balance in between and it is quite a difficulty to do so because it's such an effort to, I mean, you look at these social media influencers and there's so much work in order to build up who you are. I mean, getting ready, you know, full hair, full makeup, you know, where you're going to post, put on a whole outfit and, to be honest, even though I do enjoy as a female having that stuff done to me on a personal basis, I don't like throwing on makeup every day. I like being in, I mean, I love pretty things. Don't get me wrong. I love quality things. Um, but that's a lot of work. <laughs> and I love working for my goals and in, in my career and going towards that, but there's got to be another way of slowly putting myself out there and not feeling that I have to do that every day to influence people. And just like now I don't have any makeup on, like I'd rather maybe throw on some lip stuff and hopefully my hair isn't crazy (laughs) and, you know, throw on something comfortable and maybe my favorite pair of sneaks or kicks and uh, call it a day. Well, and the thing about it is like when you have, because social media for especially performers is work. Like you got to have work life balance. And a lot of people forget that since work is right here. It's constantly available at the touch of your hand and it gets very people don't realize it's uh, an emotional, mental, and physical aspect. Um, you know, people constantly wanting to be in touch with you, and especially if you're trying to grow your brand, grow your business. But sometimes uh, we're humans, and especially for someone like myself, I need a break. I need a break sometimes daily. Like I just, <laughs> whether it's for an hour, hours, a day, days, I just need that energy for myself. And I think it's important for everyone to have a work-life balance. And so I make sure to tell people like, listen, this is just how it is. If that's too blunt, I'm sorry, (laughs) but I think everyone needs that. Everyone needs that energy for themselves, for their personal lives in order to have some type of mental, emotional health for stability. And that's how you keep going forward in your life. And that's how you, have energy to do the things that you want. Otherwise, I think that's how people get burnt out really quickly. Um, I mean, for the first time in two years, I took off 
a month and I had been going, 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 never taking any time off. And I was like, wow, that's the first time I took time off. And people were like, oh, what did you do? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> I was like, especially like what, you know, what really can you do a lot these days? You know, oh, I'm going to plan something extravagant. But I was like, nothing. <laughs> but it's it's good to do that sometimes. And did you find yourself like, having to actively be like, no, no, I'm not going to respond to things. I'm going to, I am taking time off. Um, I mean, I still responded to stuff, but it was, it was nice where I was just like, I didn't have to travel because that's exhausting as well. I mean, I enjoy traveling, but it's also takes a toll on yourself, on your being. And, uh, it was just great to kind of do nothing and like watch my anime and like, <laughs> I mean, you do your normal stuff in life, you know, like you work out, you try to eat well, but it's also nice to just sit at home sometimes and be with your dogs and, or see your friends, you know, usually that you don't get to see and order your favorite food and be like, Ooh, I'm totally going to binge watch this. <laughs> and like, or like sit in your bed and do like a bed angel and be like, oh, this is the spot. <laughs> like, no, oh, this is so great. Because sometimes, especially people don't realize they're like, oh, you know, before you travel, for someone like myself, I have to set up appointments. I have to prep. You know, there's lots of things I have to do before I leave. It's not like I'm just sitting there on my butt <laughs> or playing video games all day. <laughs> um, not that I don't fit that in um, but I love my anime and whatnot and it helps me you know get my mind off of things or of course working out because it releases endorphins or hang out with my dogs because I know they're all um, but I think all those things are important you know you, you need balance in your life we're definitely getting a lot of the micro but I didn't mean to interrupt you but <laughs> you need to find that new man while that that you were like, ooh, what's this? Oh, wait, there's 28, 28 episodes I could read? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to binge watch this until 3. I'm going to read all of these until 3 a.m. <laughs> this is wonderful. Hell yeah. Real quick, before we go, uh, keep um, before we keep going, like I'm getting that mic rub, I think, against your hair. Oh, are you? Yeah. Is this better? Hold on. Let's, it's, keep talking. Is that better? Much. Okay. Yeah. You were saying awesome stuff, and it was just like rub, rub. Like I was just hearing, like a you're like, oh my god, is something going on behind this phone? <laughs> <gasps> it's like no, I swear, I swear. <laughs> no, but you're one hundred percent right that like the work life balance is important, and it's especially in this day and age, so hard to do. It's so fucking hard yes. to do, and. At least from personal experience, like part of the thing I love about like spending time with real friends is just like I don't have to be on. I don't have to like be the internet persona. And I'm I'm assuming that's similar for you as well. Well, I really try to tell people too, and I guess people don't realize is that I'm pretty much the same on camera as I am off. And that may sound strange. Like I love role playing. I love acting. I love it all. And those are all parts of who I am if that makes sense 
because when you act, you know, you're, you're putting yourself into a role or you're role playing. So if that makes sense, it does. It 100% does. Yeah. And so, you know, when I interact with people, you know, I, I'm business, I'm, I'm myself, I'm, I'm cordial with everyone, you know, I joke around with everyone. So I'm, I'm pretty much the same. So, and I'm also blunt when I need to be, and I'm diplomatic when I need to be. And people are like, you're very straightforward. I'm like, well, why would I not be? I don't understand. They're like, oh, well, some people are not that way. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this is just me. I'm not going to be one way there and then another way here. I mean, I'm not to say, I mean, everyone has faults. Everyone has issues. Everyone has things to work on. Um, it's not like I'm going to come out with, you know, a CV of my life and be like, oh, here are all my issues. Let me tell you, because that's my personal life and that has nothing to do with my business life. 100%. Um, that's personal, hence the balance. But what I mean by that is that, you know, I'm the same way. There's huh. not a lot of difference per se. You know what I mean? So I conduct myself usually the same way, unless someone's going to press my buttons. <laughs> But I mean, it's work, so that's a difference as well. So you try to conduct yourself in a manner that would be appropriate. And you would go through particular guidelines that would be appropriate for that. And you would hope that you would try to do the same as home. But again, there's balance. And I try to do that with a lot of things in life. And life is not easy. And if anyone told you that it was their life. Yeah. yeah. And for the most part, anyone I've met who felt like life is easy generally are giant fucking assholes because they've never yes. had to work or want for anything in life. Like, like, oh, you can be a princess, darling. It's going to be beautiful. And you're like, <gasps> no. Being out here in Hollywood, I, I've definitely interacted with you know, some celebrities' kids who have never wanted for anything in life. And like, most of them have sucked. That's how I, that's what I don't understand either. And especially when you view was it, all these different things about how they spoil children. I mean, I was blessed as a child and some of that in a way I, I'm very appreciative for, but then I was like, Oh God, I kind of wish certain things were different. And then I look at these children from Hollywood and I'm like, you're giving a child a Birkin bag. And I'm like, why? They don't do any chores. They have no eye appreciation for what a dollar is. Why are you giving a toddler a Birkin? I'm, I'm just like, oh, these people are, that child is going to be a horrible, no offense, a horrible person in life. No appreciation for anything. They're given everything. They, they won't have any understanding of what reality is. Yeah. And if anything harsh or hard ever happens in their life, how are they ever going to deal with that? Or get through it with someone. And that's another thing too. That I find like. Relationships. Whether they're personal. Um, business. Friendship. Whatever they might be. People have a hard time. Going through those with someone as well. They, they can throw people away like tissue paper. Now you know it's one thing. If there's someone. That. You know can't stand the test of time you know people who are worthwhile are different because no one is simple everyone has issues it's 
can you deal with their faults? You know what I mean? And people just are like, okay, I'm done. Let's move on to the next. And the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Definitely you not. Know, you have to learn, you have to learn forgiveness, depending, of course, upon what the situation is. Um in how to deal with the situation, move on. And I I'm still learning as you grow how to deal with those things and learning about what your own weaknesses are as an adult and as a human and how to be an adult. And it's a constant, (laughs) it's a constant thing in life. So, I mean, how on earth would children like that ever understand that if they can just throw away any person, whether it's business or personal or have any relationship last, if they're just going to not appreciate anything. And that's, something else to think about as well yeah i appreciate uh you know people in my life whether it's business personal etc and those people worthwhile you should always keep a good close circle of people in your life they keep you ground definitely you definitely should and you it's another skill as an adult that you have to develop is like realizing when some people aren't worthwhile because not everyone is Absolutely. <laughs> that is very, very true. Yeah, the, you got to learn sometimes to be like, oh, hey, uh, we may have had something in common. We may have had good times, but, you know, we have diverged or, you know, your true colors have really kind of surfaced. Just because we have history doesn't mean that, like, I need to stick around. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people... You'll come to realize if they have, how should I put this politely? <laughs> Don't have um, to. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people talk about toxic people. Um, and if they start having negative motives for you, you'll know off the bat. And people like that should not be in your life. And you need to make a decisive decision. And be like, okay, this is not working. You haven't changed as a person. And I am sorry, but I cannot have you in my life. And you move on. I agree. It's it's really simple. I was having literally a conversation with someone on Twitter yesterday who uh, another performer was like, do you think you can change people? And I was like, people only Mm -hmm. really change when they have a reason to. And you very well especially if it's someone you're romantically involved with, change someone, but you won't be around to see that change. Like, if you keep excusing their shitty behavior, they're not going to change. The only thing that possibly will affect change on them is to no longer excuse that shitty behavior. So yeah, you may change them, they just won't be, you won't be there for it. Well, I think when you, depending upon what that behavior is, when you care about someone perhaps you don't realize whatever, depending upon what this behavior is, um, that hopefully you'll realize what you're doing and that your behavior affects this other individual and that you'll change. Because sometimes you may have no idea how what you're doing affects this person. And you're like, oh, maybe it's not a big deal. And then you're like, oh shit, this really does bother this person. And so you really do need to change your actions before you lose someone who you think is definitely worthwhile 
and you need to either change your habits and start changing or you're going to realize that sooner or later you're going to lose someone worthwhile and that's when you need to start being more introspective in yourself and that's not easy to do no especially as you get older you realize you know you have a certain i think outlook in yourself you're like oh i'm amazing i'm so wonderful <laughs> who, could, who could ever think i could ever do anything with this angel face and you're like oh well, that was a shitty thing i did that wasn't so great and you're like did i really do that though no no i didn't do that did i No. Well, and, but that communication also needs to be a two-way street too. Like sometimes you are blissfully unaware that you know you are doing something that upsunk someone who's important to you. But if they just are passive aggressive or act out because you're doing something that bothers them, instead of being like, "Yo, this shit ain't cool," you may never aware that be aware that you're doing anything that pisses them off. Just be like, "Yeah." Why are they acting so shitty? What What's going on with them? Yeah, sometimes it's like that, especially if you're caught up in other things in your life. And it's unfortunate, like, sometimes the other person can very well be like that. Sometimes I'm like that. Sometimes I'm caught up in other things in my life. I'll admit it, or I'm completely unaware, or I'm very forgetful. It happens. It happens sometimes to the best of us, and we don't mean... To have bad intentions, but it doesn't mean that we still don't hurt people that we care about because we're all human. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we can't rectify the situation. 100%. And that's another part about growing up. <laughs> yeah, like when you can admit that you're wrong, you're like, oh, yeah, I did fuck up here. Thank you for bringing it to my attention instead of being like, no, fuck you. Fuck you. Yes. Like, yes. That's so true. And some people do have that reaction, and you're just kind of like, whoa, what just happened here? I'll talk to you later. Right. And that's the difference between healthy and toxic. Like a healthy person be like, oh, I'm sorry. I fucked up here. Like I didn't realize that like I was doing something that bothered you or upset you or my bad. Versus someone who just will snap and never... Never admit that any wrongdoing. Yeah. A lot of, I think a lot of people can be like that though. Cause it's not easy. No. Mm-mm. It's not. Well, especially for us dudes. Cause like, you know, it's part of toxic masculinity to a degree to be like, whoa, whoa I can't show weakness. Admitting I, I was wrong is weak. And it's, it's to help. In my twenties, I probably wouldn't have like admitted I was wrong in those situations. I think it's just a part of growing up or personality, because I don't really believe in toxic masculinity. I like masculine men. Oh, so and I think a lot of people made up toxic masculinity just to make men look negative, because it was part of like the feminine propaganda. Well, I'm not saying being feminine, but there are definitely some things like that we do as men that we could handle better that end up being toxic. Like, I'm not saying like, you know, there aren't, there's definitely a point of being masculine, but there's a point of being like, oh, 
I can never show weakness. Eh, like you got it, 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 it. There's nuance to it. There's it's a balancing act. Well, I think that's. I think it's like that for a lot of people because, uh, for women as well, you know, because no matter what, when you were a kid, you'd be like, "Oh, you're a crybaby." <laughs> but I mean, that was a part of growing up. You know, you dealt with bullies, whether you went to private school or public school that's how you had strength of character. It wasn't, you know, everyone wasn't given a participation trophy like nowadays. Well, yeah, I, I'm you not for that. You had to earn, you had to earn that trophy. <laughs> and that's another part of life. You know what I mean? You had to earn it. It wasn't like, oh, thanks for coming. Here you go. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of participation trophies. I yeah, me very much think that, yeah, you got to earn your spot in life. Yes. But there, and yeah, you're 100% right. Bullying did happen. But there's definitely things that we can do as men that are, that we could do better. Yeah, I don't, I like having my door opened. I'm not going to lie. Oh, well, I don't think, I don't think being polite to someone is toxic <laughs> in any way, shape or form. Like, I will say thank you. Thank what? you very much. Especially if I have a whole bunch of crap in my arms and you see, you know, that trickle of sweat running down my forehead and I'm huffing and puffing and I'm like, <sighs> dear God, please, sir, please open the door for me. If you see a woman with her arms full trying to open that door. See, I, I don't even know how I would <laughs> react to, to a woman. Like if I open the door for her, getting upset with me about it. Like, I don't even know how I'd react to that. I'd be like, I'm just being polite. Like, what, what's the problem here? Like, I, I appreciate people with manners. Like, I'm so appreciative of people with manners. It's like, thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful. Like, but I feel like people nowadays, less and less because they're so concerned about either one, they don't care, or they weren't raised properly. Or two, they're offended with people with manners nowadays. I mean, how is it that people these days are offended because you have manners? Yeah, that's Explain why. Explain that. I, I, I can't. Like, because, uh, you know, if for whatever reason Before a, a woman construed like me opening a door for her that like, oh, I'm saying that you're weaker than me and I want to fuck you. Like, no, no, no. I, I hold doors open for anybody. Like it's, it's just like big, big you're an eighty-year-old woman. I know. Right. You're this, this I, I, I. This is manners. Right. My parents taught me to do this for you, ma'am. This has nothing to do with that. This is, this is an honor to open the door for you. I open the door for people. This is, you know, and it's wonderful. And they're like, "Thank you," and I'm like, "You are so welcome. You are so welcome." You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I, and then when yeah. someone doesn't say welcome, and I'm like, boom, open the door. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> Just so you know, you're welcome. <laughs> like, well, I didn't want the door open for me. I'm like, we're well, getting the door open for you anyway. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, were you not going through the door? If you weren't going through the door, is the only reason you shouldn't want the door open for you. It's like everything is so backwards. Before, people used to be offended if you didn't have manners, and now it's the opposite. And it's like, 
who are we raising these days? Like little trolls? Do people come out from under a bridge? Like what? Oh, we're, we're raising what? people that can't socially interact in real world. Like, yeah, yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, I, I've driven. I've driven over before. Like, yeah, and do some side hustle, and you get like someone who's younger who like just I'm just politely greeting the person getting in the car. Like, hey, how you doing tonight? And a younger person like looks up from their phone. Like, why are you talking to me? It's like, because that would be the proper thing to do. You make eye contact, you say, hello, how are you? And then in certain circumstances, you would even shake your hand firmly, like in a business transaction. It's like, my goodness. It's, it's insane to me. It's, it's insane. Well, it, it 100% is. And like, back when we could go to restaurants, you'd see people go out with their kids and like instead of forcing their kid to interact and like be polite at the table, they just hand them an iPad and headphones and be like, no, no, it's cool. Now you're distracted. Mommy and daddy can have some time at the table now. It's really weird. It's like, okay. So they can't just sit there and be quiet on a normal basis or I don't know, read a book or what happened to kids who could color right yeah they used to sit there and color and do those little mazes what what happened to that kids used to be able to amuse themselves i mean heck i'm an adult and i self-entertain all the time you could ask my friends like, <laughs> <laughs> i self-entertain as an adult and i had an, a very an extravagant imagination as a child um and i played both outside and inside my home. So what it's like children don't know how to do so anymore. And I think one of the things too, they also learned how to self soothe at a very young age. And it's like, they don't know how to do that. So how are they going to function as an adult? They're going to require everyone to cater to them, which is also not healthy. They are going to be having lots of issues and not be able to socialize in a normal, healthy environment. I mean, not that we really have those anymore, but one day we will, hopefully, hopefully one day. I'm yes. Fingers crossed that things will go back um, to some type of normal state, but it's crazy. It's very, very strange. And if you look at statistics and whatnot, those are actual issues. Just the entitlement, wild, wild, the entitlement. Yes. I mean, even like playing in the dirt. I mean, how do you think people built up their immunities? Kids used to play with bugs and play with dirt, even eat it. Yep. (laughs) And children would build up their immunities. And you'll even find even in certain countries, the children who didn't and were kept in like isolated areas have way lower immune systems than those countries who did well um that's one of the things i'm a little afraid of like post-pandemic is like how trash will our immune systems be from all this isolating it's crazy it's really strange because i even remember as a child i mean not that i would want to play with them now as an adult but i picked up oh here's something no one knows i picked up frogs and grasshoppers and 
I wore dresses um, as a little girl. Not again, not that I would be like, oh, yay, grasshopper. I'd be like, oh my God, locust. <laughs> but hey, they're supposed to be pretty good if they're chocolate covered. Mm, yeah, on a skewer delish. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm happy I'm of like one of the last generations that like had to play outside, lived analog, but I'm young enough where I understand digital. Like I, I'm happy I'm in that middle ground. Exactly. It's like very it's a very strange world we live in today. Yeah. Like I, I will occasionally have you know younger performers on who are like, Oh yeah, I had a phone in middle school, like like mind blowing. If I had a child, I would not give my child a phone. I would have a way of contacting my child and knowing where they are at all times. But no, they would not have electronics unless they needed one for school and they would only have it. Yes, I would be a strict mother. (laughs) I was raised multiculturally, so yes. They would only have it for schoolwork and a limited amount of time. So no, they don't need that. Go out and play. Go play with a freaking twig. Here's a stick. Use your imagination. Right? Here's some toys. Seriously. Learn what this is. It's a Lego. Build something. Here's some Lincoln. Here's some Lincoln logs. I don't know. Be crafty. Learn how to use tools. Make something. I mean, dear God. Hard like may have some skills in life. I don't know. Learn how to fix something. <laughs> Make yourself useful at home. Well, and that's that's another trend that like is happening in America is the fact that like people aren't going to trade schools because it's not glamorous. But what's crazy is that you can make an inordinate amount of money. You can actually make six figures, especially by having your own company by doing these trades. So especially with the unemployment rate, so extremely high right now, considering everything going on, why aren't people joining more of these trade schools so that they can actually have a better life and a better future. Well, I think that's twofold. I think one, people think that being a content producer, a YouTuber, an influencer, whatever is easy work. It's not. No. It's It's like every day you don't get weekends off. It's every day, like all day it's exhausting. And that's, not living a full life. I mean, maybe once you amount or obtain a certain amount of money, maybe you want to retire. Um, but until then, it's exhausting. And the stuff you have to deal with, I mean, look at all the stuff you read about just from these, dare I say it, TikTokers, which I have no idea how, I mean, they li- since this app, what, relaunched from musically to tiktok they literally did nothing and became someone literally you you do nothing and you become famous which is amazing to me so you know 
you got to clap to that on making something out of nothing that just in the world today on how you can literally do that is amazing to me, but it's not sustainable. It's like you may be famous for a a second, but are you going to be able to live the rest of your life off that fame? No, because you have to think about it. Okay. So you have this fame. You don't know how long it's going to last. So you have to put the right people around you to keep pushing this forward because you don't know if it's what's going to happen with social media, with anything. So you have to, okay, go into music, do this, do that. And that's why you start seeing the TikTokers going to music, start getting, you know, other brands to do makeup and all this other stuff that maybe they would have never even been interested in if they hadn't received all this fame. So it's very interesting how they literally out of nowhere doing nothing but these cheeky dances who they may or may not be talented. I have no idea turn nothing into something it's quite interesting oh it it really is and unlike traditional entertainment they don't have the support system around them generally to like help maintain it yeah because you know if you become a successful mainstream actor or mainstream musician you have a team around you that especially if they get contracted yeah because then they usually give you that support to help you move forward but then sometimes these people, what, get sometimes become viral overnight, and then they have all these followers flooded, and then they start getting, what, money for certain posts and things of that nature. And then you see them grow, and then all of a sudden, now they need management to figure out what's the next step to figure out how they can prolong this fame. And make money from it. It's insane. It is. It is. It's and really crazy to think about how it works these days. It's 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 nuts to me. It is. It absolutely is. And on top of it, if you're from middle of nowhere, Iowa, you may not know anyone else in entertainment, so you won't even know where to properly go for real representation, real people that are actually gonna look out for your best interests and says so someone who's just like, Yeah, you're viral, I'm gonna take advantage of you. Oh, yeah. And then hopefully you meet someone that might have your best interests at heart. And then you'll get to meet other connections through them and whatnot. And I think that's probably what they've done. And then they either figure out people who do not have their best interests at heart. And then they figure out who do. And hopefully their parents are involved or perhaps they're not. Um, But yeah, it's just a crazy wild ride from being an outsider looking in. I probably wouldn't want that for my child these days because you see what emotionally it does to them and some of them just can't handle it. Definitely. I don't know how they're still, I don't know how they're doing with it, but it's the, I mean, it's quite exhausting for a lot of people to, I think, be in the limelight and have that many people comment on your life or everything you do, because you're putting that out there. Well, and they're going to comment on if you gained a pound or. Right. Like, What's that on your face? Yeah, like, what oh, is that? Exactly. <laughs> and that's another thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration when they decide like, Oh, I want to be an entertainer. Like. Yeah. I think, especially when you're a teenager, you know, I think. Whether you're 
a woman or a man, you know, you're still coming into yourself. I mean, some more than others. Um, and I think it's much easier, hopefully for some, when you're an adult and you've kind of already found yourself. And I think it's a little bit easier to take things because you've already gone through things in life. Um, so you're more self-confident, you're more grounded. You've, you've kind of already figured things out, but being a teenager is not easy. And to go through all of that, I just, no, thank you. (laughs) This is the exact reason that sometimes porn chews up and spits out younger performers. Oh, absolutely. Because unfortunately our industry doesn't have a lot of what the mainstream has in the way of people looking out for your best interests and really supporting you. Yeah. Actually someone asked me and I thought this was quite comical in a way, almost like, do they have like a a welcoming committee or like a HR department for porn? And I was like, well, everybody works for themselves. I'm like, it's not a corporation where you come in and there's an HR packet like, hey, welcome to porn. Here's all the information you need. <laughs> Sign these papers and we'll get you started. Here's the info, basic information you need to know. And if you need anyone, I'll be your contact and liaison. It's nothing like that. No, not at all. I, mean- and I, <laughs> I wanted to bust out laughing and I was like, no. I'm like, I tell people who do ask me, I was like, everyone, young, no matter what age, should do their own research prior to getting in the industry. Um, And then if there's someone in particular they admire, they should do research about that individual as well, Um, their career or what they're doing now so they can have a better idea of what transpired, how the industry has changed, and then also do research on their agent if that's who they want to go with. Talk to the people that who are currently with that agent so they know what they're involved always feel free to ask questions because it is you, your body, your career, your life. Always speak up for yourself. That's what I always tell them. Don't just go in there and be like, yay, sign me up. It's like, would you do that for a job without asking what the compensation is, what the benefits are, who's your boss, what the hours are, what the term of the contract is? No. So why would you do that getting in the industry? Don't be stupid. Well, unfortunately, we get people that join this industry for that are naive or just think that it's the fucking nineties and they're going to make nineties vivid contract girl money. They're like, well, vivid isn't really, well, that's what I'm saying. The nineties vivid contract girl money. Like, you know, yeah. The, the Jenna Jameson's the fucking like, you know, Ugh. the back in the day were like, Oh yeah, I got tons of real estate and yeah, that money doesn't exist anymore. I just saw one of her, was it 2004, 2006 movies that she directed? It was amazing. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was amazing. Well, I mean, in those days, like, because it wasn't being sold piecemeal by scenes for the most part, you know, companies like Wicked and Digital Playground put out, like, full fucking movies. They put out features that were really fucking features. And what was interesting, it was so different than what we shoot today. Like the outfits, the way they shot it, like the fan blowing, the lights, like it was like so incredibly glamorous. The way that they put the women up, it was just like, I want to shoot porn like that. I I want to make porn like that. I wanted to direct porn like that. I want to create porn like that. And I really hope that one day I will and bring that back 
into the forefront. Um, and I believe that it's absolutely possible to do so. I mean, in this one particular film that I watched of Jenna James, uh, Jenna Jameson, uh, there wasn't really any dialogue, but the way that they did it was just, you were so enamored by just looking at the women before they even took off their clothes. You were just like, by the time they actually got to them having sex, you were just like, oh yeah, I'm down for this. And it was something I haven't seen in quite a long time. I loved it. Well, I loved it. I love that kind of stuff. I love cinematic. I love dialogue, but I also love visual. I love stunning visuals. Well, and it was it was a whole to do in those days. I remember a lot of the wicked pictures in those days were like the sex scenes were scored, but it wasn't like a cheesy baseline. Like you know, yeah, there was just a scoring through the whole thing. It was like you know, kind of classy music that you know helped set the mood of the scene. Oh. I loved it. I don't feel like we, I mean, unless you're doing like a, maybe let's say a dramedy, that's cool. But I feel like we don't necessarily need all the cheese. I know some people really enjoy it, but I feel like for my personal taste, there's too much cheese out there. Too much cheese. Cut the cheese. Okay. That was raw. Mm, bad wording. <laughs> Yeah, bad wording on my part. So maybe not. <laughs> I wasn't going to call you on it. I wasn't going to say anything. But, uh... Yeah, I'm lucky you didn't have to. You didn't have to. Well, <laughs> the, the current trends in the industry like with the studios, I almost feel like are potentially self-perpetuating self because it's like the prevalent scene these days seems to be step-siblings, step-parent scenes. And yeah. I mentioned this on a recent show. It's like, because most content is just consumed by the scene, I don't know if the consumer really cares about the taboo of, you know, the step-whatever, or they're just like, those are two hot performers. I want to watch their scene. And then the metrics come back of like, this step, whoever scene performed well, because it was just those two hot performers. So they're like, oh, we must make more step stuff because it's obviously performing well. Oh, shit. One sec, one sec. Put them in the light like they were before. Start changing the minds of the audience where they're just enamored from the get-go in these amazing lights and music and these amazing outfits where they're like, damn, I, I want to fuck her just from looking at her. Exactly. You know, kind of like when you're at a bar. Oh, I can't hear you. <laughs> fucking A. Yeah. Sorry about that. Like my fucking... You know, kind of like the idea when you see an attractive woman and she has her clothes on. You know what I mean? She's in a dress or a tight top and you're like, from the moment you see her, you're like, I want to fuck her. Yeah, like, you see her across the room and just like... Yes. If there was a camera, it would do a tight zoom on her and be like... Yes! <sighs> I want to bring that back to porn where you're just like salivating or curious about her or you're just like, damn, you know? 
I want to bring that back to porn. I just think that's so hot. And when I saw that in Jenna Jameson's movie, I'm like, why aren't we doing that? I know that's like, oh, that's in the past and whatnot. Um, and I understand that the budgets were higher and things of that nature, but I'm pretty sure you can bring that back with a smaller budget and still do amazing concepts with lighting and outfits and just bring it all together and just knock the shit out of the park. You know what I mean? And then after they had all of that with like, you know, this starlet or multiple starlets and had them walking almost like they were freaking Victoria's secret models. Like in the introduction, it was just like mind blowing. And then finally, when they came to the sex part, it was just so fucking sexy that I was, I was drooling at that point. I was just like, I was ready. I was ready to go. And I didn't even care if anyone even said a word at that point. It was hot. It was hot. I didn't care about dialogue at that point. I was just like, get it on. Yes, I want to see her fucked by multiple guys. Or yes, I want to see a threesome or a BG or, you know, whatever. Yes, I was ready to go at that point. I was I was so turned on by the, the tease and how amazing she looked that I was like, oh, I was good. And I think that that should come back. I think that absolutely should come back. It's kind of like when you're at a bar or at a restaurant, when you see that hot girl or two hot girls and you're ready to bring them back to your room it's kind of like the same aspect. So why not? I don't know. I, I am not a person with the checkbook who makes those decisions on those. <laughs> Cause if, if it was up to me, yeah, go back to that shit. Cause that shit was amazing. It was. Right. And uh, I always appreciate Jenna as a performer because like on top of all that, like when Jenna was actually in sex scenes, every partner she ever had looked like this was the best penis she had ever had in her life. See? And that's, this is what I don't understand. Some of the concepts of, of what I heard in porn is like, oh, people want to be able to relate. No, 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 no. People still want to be like, that's the girl I want to fuck. And I wish I was that guy. No one wants, no offense, to be average. They want to still be the ideal because we all want this amazing picture in our heads. People have gotten this. Like, oh, I, no one wants to be mediocre. Let's be honest. No one wants, hence why there's people always trying to better themselves through different things, whether it's through education, whether it's through getting a better job, whether it's through physical attributes, working out, eating healthier. Everybody wants to be better, you know, whether it's doing the right actions. So it's the same thing with the industry. So let's bring back the, you know, illustrious aspect of people wanting to have that beautiful, attractive woman and wishing that they had you. Let's bring back the aspect that they wish where they were that dude screwing you. Let's bring that back rather than like, oh, let's be relatable. Like, no, 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 no. This is porn. You know what I mean? Nothing is technically relatable because this is never going to really happen in real life. Right. I, <laughs> Let's be honest. I delivered a this lot of pizzas in my early stepson. Right. I delivered a lot of pizzas in my early twenties. I didn't fuck anybody. There you go. But, you're you're dreaming. You're fantasizing. You're hoping. You're praying to God this is going to happen. Yeah. yeah like <gasps> the the average person does not fuck their cable guy or the pizza delivery guy. Or 
or their boss, right. well, maybe in some cases, um, or their stepmom or stepson or stepsister who's smoking hot. You know what I mean? Right. These are these are not normal scenarios that happen. And if they are, wow, that's wow. OK, maybe you should write a book. I don't know. <laughs> right. The, the, they're a fantasy for a reason. The, the... Yes. Let's bring back these amazing, glorious fantasies. Because that's what we want to do. We want to get out of our everyday lives because lots of people work nine to five jobs or night shifts or, you know, they want to get out of their heads and just have an amazing experience. They want something amazing alone time. And that's what I want too. I want to be able to give that to people. I want to bring that fantasy to life. Whether I'm in front of the camera or hopefully one day directing as well or writing a script for people, I want to bring that amazing fantasy to life. And, and that's the beauty of this industry. And I think that's hopefully where we're going to hopefully come back to. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, it all depends on what sells. I was literally just about to ask you, like, if you had plans to get behind the camera for like big productions one day. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% would love to do that. And um, that is definitely one of my goals. One of the many. <laughs> well, tell me about some of the other ones. What What else? What other goals um, you got going? Um, well, to mention a few besides being a director and script writer, I would love to have my own production company. Um, I would also love to... One day, like, you know how Keanu Reeves came out with his brand new, and Matt Lent came out with a brand new comic, which is awesome. I can't wait to get my hands on it, uh, called Berserker. I would love to actually have someone make me a character in their comic. I think that'd be fantastic. Fantastic. Or a character in a game. That's a goal. Um, or to make my own comic. If I could write the story since... I can't animate um, to have someone animate the story to have my own comic would be fantastic um, to have my own product line, have my own flashlight. Um, scented. I'm scented. A lot it of must, things. must be scented. Of course. It's gotta be scented. Um, I actually currently dabble in making my own body lotions and body oils. I'm very much into beauty so I love that as well. Um, I love creating. I absolutely love creating. So I think different platforms, different media, there's just so many things I think I want to get my hands into. <laughs> um, so there's just a wide range of things that I would absolutely love, 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 love to do. Hell yeah. And, and, and bring to life. And I think because there's so many wonderful things to support and do, I'm, I'm hoping in this lifetime I'll be able to do all of that. Well, I certainly hope so too. Shit. Those are all awesome and attainable goals, I think. Thank you. Right? Fingers crossed. Right. I'll so, have to come back reincarnated as a slime. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> hope not. <laughs> Which is another anime I've watched. So, back. I want to circle back to the comic front real quick. So, are you mostly in uh, 
man- uh, mangas and anime or are you like a whole broad spectrum of comics or yeah um mainly manga manual um anime foreign shows um and some comics yeah i picked up actually some comics recently i pre-ordered actually berserker which is the keanu reeves and matt lint one super stoked um i just backed uh, a comic that i posted on twitter called talon so i'm excited about that I'm actually getting the full digital copy and my name will be in it as a backer. So, so excited about those artists that made that. Um, and I actually picked up some Vampirella and Lady Death comics and read Sonia. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So super stoked about that. One of them signed by the author. And I actually got a, um, I forgot what they're called. Is it vamp- no a lady death kind of figurine? I nice. guess if you will. And it's dope. It's so it's amazing what they've done with um some storylines and whatnot, and some of them do crossovers. And it's fantastic. But I am I love I love anime and manga, like what the Japanese um manhwa is sometimes a bit more Korean. Um, I read a lot on Webtoon. I'm probably subscribed to like over a hundred. I just, I love them. I absolutely love them. I love books too. Um, I used to read a lot growing up, more sci-fi fantasy, uh, more than anything. I'm also reading The Witcher actually. And it's amazing. In the first few pages, I think I've read more details than what was in the first few episodes of the series. Um, so that was interesting. And I also read graphic novels, which is, you know, like the same thing. Well, yeah. So they're all very closely related in the same universe, if you will. Hell yeah, hell yeah. No, that's that's awesome that like you're into like the old school image stuff like, you know, Vampirella and Lady Death and like I've never been a huge manga guy. I've, you know, I'm more into like American comics. I started off in like you know, the traditional like X Men, Marvel stuff, and then yeah, I've you know fallen into more independent stuff. Like because I realized as I got older, like there is no way to keep off what sixty year old series like the X Men actually interesting <laughs> at this point and keep oh, continuity. Sure. Well, I think a lot of them, you know, they keep like killing them off and bringing them back and killing them off. And, you know, they, they constantly change like their origin story or something. And then sometimes it's just like, oh, God. Yeah, it gets, conv- <laughs> it gets convoluted and like lacks continuity just to keep the story going because it's selling. Where in more recently, I've gotten into more limited series uh, put out by Image mostly, like a lot of Image's stuff where it's just like, oh, this is going to be a 12 or 24 part run. Like, you know, you have a whole fucking three acts, like beginning, yeah. middle, end, and it's like, oh, it's much more satisfying for me at this point. Yeah, it's crazy. So sometimes that gets exhausting. But as a kid, um, I think right before I knew what anime was and manga was comics for me. So I did, I did grow up with X Men. I did. And one of my favorite characters was Wolverine and Dark Phoenix. I love 
Dr. Grey and her storyline. I mean, because Dark Phoenix is one of the most powerful characters. Oh, yeah. The, the, the whole Dark Phoenix saga, hell, the, the original Phoenix saga, too. Just that all. It's crazy. Yes, which is why I can't stand what they've done with her and the movies, and I can't stand all the recycled movies and no one can come up with original ideas. Because I love art so much. I love finding new artists. I like art in general. And I love finding new artists who can do different things, whether it be you know, like a new banner for Twitter, thanks to my photos, or you know, going to a museum, um, like the Museum of Arts of Fine Arts in Boston. I just I'm enamored by all of it. You know, everyone has a very unique, interesting talent, whether it's whatever media that they utilize, whether it's oil-based editing, you know, it's just I find it fascinating. Oh, I do too, and it's one of my biggest beefs. Like I'm a bit of a cinephile, and that's one of my biggest beefs with modern Hollywood is for the most part, Hollywood's not willing to take a risk on original stories anymore. It's crazy. There's so many different like mangas and comics out there and books they could make tons of movies with tons of original works out there and yet they just do recycled garbage garbage because it's safe because it's it's not because it ends up being garbage i agree but the i think in the modern era the business part of show business has way superseded the artistic side of it and I, I miss because the original movies were amazing. And then it's literally almost making a mockery of the original because you cannot do better than the original. But they they want to keep trying. And then the problem is they still, even if it's a bomb, make more than their money back. So they're just, they're entitled. They want to do it again. Or the fact that they want to all of a sudden like, oh, I'm not going to come up with an original idea or make you know, a new character with a new storyline, which again would be an original idea. Oh, Lord forbid that we use our minds for something creative. So we're just going to change the entire character into a different person with the same name? It doesn't even make sense. So we're going to change the gender and the color, and it's like, but that's not the character. It's not the person. It was. It would be like if someone took me and then changed me, but still kept my name on it. It doesn't make sense. That wouldn't be me. You, you can't. You can't do that to a character. It's ruining the character. The only exception to someone like that, I would say, is like I'm okay if they make a black James Bond. I'm not okay with that. James Bond, like Sean Connery, is one of the best James Bond there ever was. Oh dear God. But unless. Well, I agree with Connery being the Bond, but since so many actors have played him, I wouldn't be upset with Idris Elba playing Bond at this point. No, and turning him into a woman? Ugh, worst idea. Worst idea ever. Yeah, James that... Bond, man. Just make another movie. Right. Just make a movie that's not James Bond that has a character that that what you want it to be. Right, or hell, introduce 008, who is a woman. No. Spinoffs are Just fine. Spin-offs. Make another spy movie that is what you wanted. It just stop making things 
what they aren't. Leave that, just retire that character, retire that movie then if you don't want to make them anymore and just come up with a fresh idea with what you want so that it's interesting. That isn't going to be interesting. No one, you know what I mean? It's going to be boring and lame. If you want that type of character, make something interesting with a different backstory and something refreshing and new. You know what I mean? Make it something. Oh, I, I agree. They should be pumping out original ideas in the first place. I mean, for fuck's yeah. sake. You know, I, I'd have to look at the numbers, but like they tried with uh, Salt with Angelina Jolie playing a female spy. I don't know what the numbers yeah. did on that movie. I don't know either, but she usually plays good characters. And she plays usually good action characters. Go ahead. Or they, um, they tried to do Atomic Blonde with uh, Charlize Theron, which the movies, the action sequences are good. I thought it was going to be very different from what it was. I did too. Like the, the era was good and the background was really good. The storyline, I was like, what is this? Oh, the storyline was hyper stupid. I was like, what am I watching? I thought it was going to be way more interesting than what it was. Yeah. It, it, there were good action set pieces. The overall plot and story were bad. Yeah, it didn't make any sense at all whatsoever. It was like, okay, she wears cool outfits and the the era was great. And they got that right. That's cool. But I, I don't, it's literally pointless. <laughs> like the whole thing, was, the concept was pointless. Yeah. It wasn't very atomic. Nope. Nope. Not at all. I liked her look in the movie. That was nice. I liked her look. I, there are a bunch of positives about the movie, but overall, the movie's not good. No, it wasn't. That, that did not work out. It's, the plot should have been more intriguing or maybe more, it should have been more maybe like, like a, a spy thriller would right. have been more interesting. Like a more twist and turns, but it was just like, okay, that was lackluster. <laughs> and that's the problem. The more lackluster films we get that have in, you know independent scripts and Arna recycled something else, the more they're like, but the recycled stuff's selling, so we're just going to do that. But I'm like, I don't know how, I don't think the recycled stuff is selling either. Like, especially stuff from Disney is going way down. Like, look what they did at Star Wars. That's... Fucking Star Wars. Uh, last three are so bad. Watch the last two or three. It was... Oh, they're they're horrible. Hell, I know a lot of people are like, but the Force Awakens is great. I'm like, no. How many times do you have to blow up a fucking Death Star? Like, they killed it. They they killed that. It's done. Yeah. Star Wars is done. I, the Mandalorian's probably gonna save it, but well, I don't know about now. They fired Gina Carano, which is one of my favorite characters on there. What do you and the man literally could be almost anyone under that suit. So, like, who cares? I mean, no offense, but literally could be anyone. And that guy who plays him is kind of puny. I thought he was going to be bigger. Oh, yeah. Pedro Pascal's not a big dude. And he's not very nice from what I understand. Really? Uh. 
from from what I've seen on social media, he's not very nice. Gotcha. I I haven't seen any of his social stuff. Gina Carano's character was amazing. Well, yeah. That's... She, I mean, she's badass. If we're talking about like, you want a strong, independent female who kicks ass, who's attractive, who's nice. She's it. Her character rocks. It was so disappointing. They keep making bad decisions over there. And I... Well, it's unfortunately one of those things where, like, it's not going to fly in my modern society to reference modern America like Nazi Germany because you're conservative. It, it, even though if she holds that view or not, to voice it publicly, like, there was going to be backlash. Well, I mean, I understand that she was making a comparison and may not have been the best comparison, but literally was an analogy, whether I agree with it or not. But then you look at some of the other stuff that people have been saying, other people have said a lot worse. Well, I'm sure they have, but those people don't work for Disney, do they? If, if there's going to be retaliation, then they should do it across the board. I, I, are there other people that work for Marvel, Disney, Star, or Lucas that have said worse things? Like, I'm unaware of them. Yeah, there definitely has been. People are just really offended by a lot of things today. Like, by everything. By everything. Yeah. It's, it's a difficult world that we live in today and it's hard to navigate through those waters unfortunately it's through those waters these days oh yeah those waters are really fucking difficult it's one of those things where like if you work for fucking Disney I would probably just shut up and say nothing yeah that's probably <laughs> Especially, especially a company like that. That's a very difficult company to work for. I, I would assume. Yeah, especially I, with how the main brand is supposed to be so family oriented. Like, I would not say if I was ever hired by Disney for anything, I would just not say shit about anything. Just like walk away. Just like just wear just wear a mask and like just keep walking. Yeah, be like. Matt, what did you think about this? <laughs> just a thumbs up and just keep vlogging. Not even a thumbs up, just knowing I was going to shrug, walk, shrug, walk. But, yeah, Matt, who are you voting for in the 2020 election? Matt, yeah, I you, wouldn't... Matt who'd you vote for? Mm, do you want to vote? <laughs> do you like voting? Are, are you registered to vote? Mm. <laughs> Walk away. Well, if you work for like, do do you even know who's on the roster? <laughs> exactly. If I worked for Disney, I would not say shit about anything. Because, I, like, I feel like no matter what you say, they'll misconstrue anything. So it's like, if you accidentally misplace a word or say something, you're like, oh no, did I did I misspeak? That's not what I meant to say. Should I have? You know, it's very difficult to sometimes because maybe your intentions 
are in the right place. And then somehow you said something and you're like, that is not how I meant it to come out at all whatsoever. Or I'm not very difficult these days. It's like, no matter what you say, you could alienate someone or make someone upset. And it's really, really hard. Right. And when a company like Disney has millions of dollars on the line, you're no matter who you are, for the most part, you're not worth the fucking headache. It's really, really difficult. It's crazy. But also, celebrities should be aware of that shit and just be like, I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'm going to voice whatever opinion I have to my friends and family. And I'm going to shut the fuck up in public. Unless you're espousing your opinion about what's going on in my society is more important than your paycheck. Yeah, I think I... Well, I get like the whole two sides to every story. I think I get the aspect there you can either just not say anything at all, but then I think when you see other people expressing or rambling on and saying a whole bunch of stuff and then you're like, well, why can't I say something? Because life's not get, fair. We all know yeah. this. Life's not fucking fair. And I think that's the hard part of like discerning like, okay, because I feel a certain way or I want to be able to say something in the moment that I do, then I'm considered this and that. And I'm not, be, I'm not able to be my own person and stand for certain things in which I believe in. And yet other people can say a whole bunch of things and yet they're not held to the same standard. So, you know, I see both aspects and it's just a very difficult world that we live in. So you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. So, I mean, you as a person have to decide what your priority is. Like, exactly. So, I think in this case, you have to choose your battles and you have to make that decision. Okay, if I decide to do this, will it affect my job or my career or, you know, whatever the situation might be? And is it worthwhile? Yeah. Because the possible outcome of doing this, knowing how this particular group behaves. They might not have my back on this if other people retaliate. Yeah. I, and you really have to think about these days because of how society is. 100%. And the thing about it is, I don't think that anything Gina Carano said is impactful enough to justify her losing her, like, in, on her end, taking the risk yeah. to justify losing her career over. Like, she, she's not I out agree. here del delivering, I, you know, MLK's I had a dream speech. Like, yeah, I agree. And I've heard nothing but positive aspects about how she was to everybody on with the crew and on set. Everything has been so positive about her as an individual with everyone that she's worked with. Unfortunately, espousing her beliefs. Yeah. And the way and she that, espoused them, like. Yeah, it's crazy. And now it's even crazier because I didn't even know this because I am. I will say, because people have asked me, like, oh, do you have any celebrity crushes? And I was like, no, not. I mean, I'm more of a. I guess like a character crush. Like I love Superman and the Superman that Henry Cavell. Oh, you're into uh, Boy Scouts? 
Uh, I like Thor. I like The Witcher. Another like, another Henry Cavill character. It's true. I like more like, um, you know, certain anime characters. I guess I more like I like more like big characters that are not real in life. Um, uh, but uh, I do. Uh, all my hearing is a a lot of big strong men that handle business. I do. I, I'm not going to lie. I like men that can handle their business. I think that men who are responsible are very attractive. Who doesn't like a responsible person? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're like, well, I don't well, know. Well, I, I, I want to be involved with someone who can do a balancing act, who's not going to get evicted, but can still go out and get a little weird. Well, you know, that's an added. I mean, or responsible women. Responsible women are great too, but um, responsible adults are wonderful. It's it's always great. Not that, you know, crap doesn't happen in life, but someone who can help when the chips are down is always much appreciated. Definitely. But I also want someone who, like, occasionally can be irresponsible, but at least owns that they made the choice to be irresponsible. Yes. That's a part of being adult. Well, yeah, but I mm-hmm. hang out with a lot of people who have, still have that problem, even though they're adults. Well, I think, you know, we're all going through this wonderful journey in life. <laughs> this, this wonderful, wonderful world we live in. Oh, yeah. But on the, <laughs> on the on the Gina Carano front, like, unfortunately, like, just, I don't know. I just wouldn't have I as I said I just wouldn't have said shit I just wouldn't have said shit and I think that's the the big difference with modern celebrities versus like even celebrities 20 fucking years ago 20 years ago you didn't hear directly from fucking celebrities they're publicists they're they're people that's true well what's even crazier that I saw is that I guess supposedly her and Henry Cavell dated a while back. I'm not sure on this time frame or, you know, what the veracity is. Um, but then because of this whole situation, then the campaign of cancel Henry Cavell started online. And I was like, this is insane. Just because he dated Gina Carano. I'm like, uh, the, 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 okay. Please, for the love of God. No one ever judged me for who I've stuck my penis in. Please don't like. I definitely right. And don't judge anyone who slept with me by me because like <laughs> exactly. It's like what if you had a one night stand and you can even remember the girl's name and you find out later and you're like, ooh, yeah, okay, that happened, but really, <clears throat> it'd be a whole other thing if like they were married and he came out like I 100% support her stance. That'd be one thing, like. I did that broad 10 years ago. I have no idea what the fuck's going on with yeah. her now. Exactly. It's like, I have no idea on the time frame in which they dated. I think this was like years ago. I'm not, I'm not sure. And even and if- yet people are now, it's like with the tweets, like, let me go back a decade ago when you were like five, but yet somehow you're picked. That's why parents shouldn't give you iPhones and social media when you're younger. It's exactly why. Well, even when they went after James Gunn for tweets he made 10 years ago. See, exactly. 
people have this time to really forage through tweets from a decade ago. What kind of time do these people have on their hands? Is my question. I don't have that kind of time. Oh, I don't either. But on top of it, like the fact that they initially fired Gunn over it was like, um, Disney, you know who you hired. Like Exactly. The guy wrote Tromeo and Juliet. He worked for Troma. Like, you should have an idea of what's going on. You 100% knew who you hired. It would be, I'd be all for them firing him if like there were actual any actual allegations about him being inappropriate with children instead of just making oh, yes. really fucking off-color jokes. They were just of course. really fucking off-color jokes, and they were made 10 years ago. Hell, if it wasn't for the current climate, I don't think James Gunn should have ever fucking even apologized for it. I agree. It's like Dave Chappelle. He makes fun of everybody. Everybody. That's, that's his MO, and I wouldn't apologize for something. Like, that's just completely absurd. But that's the thing with Chappelle is Chappelle is like one of the best to do it. So he can make almost anything fucking funny. And that's, that's my litmus test for most jokes. Even if it's wildly inappropriate, if it's funny, it's okay. Yeah. As long as it's not meant with malice and it's a joke, it's fine. But you get other people who are not nearly as funny or talented as Dave Chappelle trying to get away with what Chappelle did and being like, why am I being canceled for this? Because you weren't fucking funny, bro. That, that's the difference. And plus, it's like you have to... Well, I mean, nowadays, the audience is very different as well. But uh, I'm grateful for Deja. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like back in the day, too, with... Um, oh, what's the show I'm thinking of that obviously would never be on the air today with Al Bundy. Oh, Married with Children. Yeah, that show would never be on today, but it was hilarious back in the day. Oh, yeah, and people were objecting to it back in the day, too. But people were still tuning in to see what crazy shit would happen on Married with Children. Yeah, they loved it. Loved it. Now, I'm sure they would say, God, how many negative things about it. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I don't. And the but best part hilarious. is, it was hilarious. And supposedly, Ed O'Neill's like one of the nicest people ever. But the thing is, it's like everyone said something about each other. It wasn't just like one person getting bullied. It was everybody to everyone. Yeah, one hundred percent. And also, you could tell that the show's a comedy because in what world would Ed O'Neill not want to have sex with Katie Segal? Peg was so oh, I hot. Agree. Her boobs. Oh, yeah. On point. Right? On point. And, like, throughout the course of the show, she's like, uh, Al, I want to have sex. And he's just like, no. Like, you know it's a comedy win. Like, oh. Right? And he's like, oh, my God. And she's like, come on, Al. <laughs> yeah. Let's just do it tonight. And he's like, oh, my God. Yeah, in the real or world. Wants, like, in the real world, the, you know, Peg would be like, down, Al. Like, just trying to get him away right? from her, her leg, basically. Exactly. And she's like, come on, you pathetic husband. Aren't you going to make money, Al? Can I have some money to go out, Al? And he's like, ugh. <laughs> it was so great. It was so lovely. I mean, there's a reason because it was on, on air forever. I mean, that show lasted so long. 
I know. I think like what a decade or over a decade. At least. I mean, I'd have to. I would have to look and see, but it was hilarious. And then their neighbors. Yeah, Marcy Darcy and. Yes. Their husband. Yeah, it was great. It was an amazing show. Like that. No, you're absolutely right. That sort of shit would never fly today. So many good one-liners in one show. And honestly, I think the thing that would actually fly the least amount these days is Al's constant fat shaming. Oh my god, if that was hilarious, though. But there's no way in 2021 (laughs) that like you could have a main character just talking shit to you know larger women. Oh, I know. Well, I mean. There was shaming everywhere. There was fat shaming. There was husband shaming. There was wife shaming. There was daughter, like, dumb shaming and slut shaming. There was shaming of everything. Oh, yeah. There was boob shaming. There was shaming of every nature you could possibly think of. There was no one getting left out in that show. No. Not one person got left out. Everybody got shamed. Hell, they talked shit to the dog. Oh, yeah. And that dog talked back, too. He did. I can only imagine what that writer's room was like back in the day. Because, you you know, that's what made it to TV. <laughs> Could you imagine what, like, got rejected by Fox? Or, like, that they just came up with? Right? Like, no, that's like, a, no, no, no. That's a little that's too far. That's too risky. Yeah. No, drink drink some more whiskey. Drink some more whiskey. We'll talk about it later. Hmm? Nope, that's approved. We're good. That's going in. That's going in the show. Yeah. Could you imagine how crazy that was? That must have been a great writer's room. If only to be a fly on the wall of that writer's room. Right. That would be fabulous. I mean, hell, Rainbow Children even talk shit about the network they were on. They talked shit about Fox. Right? If they did. See, the 90s were phenomenal. Yeah. Maybe it was one of the best decades. I don't know. I, I mean, come on. We had some of the best supermodels ever. I don't know about music per se, but oh, we did have. I mean, there's a lot of great '90s music. Come on. Okay, yeah, we did have some good music. Some of the, I mean, some of the best comedy shows, some of the best porn. I mean, besides mine. It's okay. You can time <laughs> travel back to the '90s and be like, "This is for you." We'll just start releasing your like, porn in the '90s. Well, how that? They'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> This is not how we do this shit, Casca. And be like, then show me. Show me your ways because I want to know. I want to know what it is and I want to do your ways. <laughs> in the future, in the future, they don't do this. <laughs> well, and if for all the, the drama with the Clintons at the time, like America was in a budget surplus, it was kind of, the 90s were kind of a big party. A lot of a lot of parodies with Monica Lewinsky, and she will forever be. I mean, how does she get a job like that? I mean, I'm surprised she's employed. I mean, she's forever known. I mean, do her bosses expect something from her now? That would be. I mean, my Monica's question. self-employed. Like, she's a writer, and I believe does fashion these days. I, she does fashion. I want to say I'm so. Sorry. <laughs> uh, last one. I'm. Don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure she lives in Paris these days. She moved out of the U.S. That would make sense. Yep. 
Um, I'm, 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 I'm I would probably move out of the U.S. too if I was her. <laughs> because everyone knows you as that girl. You will forever be branded as that girl. No one will ever let you live that down. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, she's definitely writing for herself because uh, she's doing public speaking and writing and shit like that because she started writing for like Vanity Fair in 2014. Interesting. She, good for her. Uh, she was a big part of the Me Too movement. So, yeah, she's... How is she part of the Me Too movement? She spoke out about sexual assault you know, as part of it. With who? I'd have to dive back into the article to get details on that. Yeah, I'd be curious about that. And coming up in politics, I very much believe that she probably had some bad encounters besides what consensually happened with Bill Clinton. The third kind. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a a good place sometimes. Maybe some anal probing. Hopefully not. Hopefully. Please use lube, sir. But all in all, the 90s, I think were pretty rad. Yeah, they really were. And has some amazing commercials. Those Coke commercials with Cindy Crawford. Yeah. You have Coke commercials, you know, hip-hop really starts coming into its own. Yes. And like, I don't even know what happened to hip-hop these days. I'm sure lots of people are like, oh, hip-hop's so great. No, they've lost their way. I don't even know what it is these days. I have no idea. It's like, I I don't know. I've never been a huge hip-hop person. I'm sorry for all those out there. I'm sorry. Well, hey, you're not disparaging it. It's just not for you. Like, I, I, I don't know why people take offense to things when you're like, Hey, I'm not into that. Like, you're not saying it's bad. You're just saying it's not for you. It's like saying, hey, I don't like mustard. Are you offended by the fact that I don't like mustard? I'm just saying I don't like it. I'm not saying, fuck mustard. Mustard's horrible. I'm just saying, I don't like it. And that's that's so why people get so weird about music. Music is like one of the few forms of entertainment where it's just like, when you say you're not into something, people take it like you're personally insulting them. Like they have bad taste. Oh, yes. I must listen to you on the day of the fix. No. Hey, could you take that from the top again? My fucking board went out again. Oh, God. I said, it doesn't mean that there aren't certain songs that I listen to that I might like. I just said, I'm not like, oh, yes, I must listen to hip hop on a daily basis. It's not, it's not like that. Yeah. It's, but people get weird about music, especially like, you know, I'm predominantly a metalhead and like metalheads are, real bad about that shit like just take it fucking personally when you're like what do you mean you don't like metal that or other other forms of music suck that's not metal that's when you start like closely like scooting off the couch (laughs) well yeah these days definitely guilty of it back in the day definitely guilty of like oh that's not metal fuck that and you're like okay cool that's all right but yeah age and maturity is like oh no Al Green's fucking amazing like, he is 
There's, there's so much more to the musical spectrum. Let's stay together. <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing song. It, it even got my tone deaf ass laid one night, so. Oh. Ooh, look at you. Did you uh, have an ambiance, too? It, it was just one of those things where, like, in a small dive bar in Austin, and, like, there weren't many people there, and I filled the jukebox and, like, put on Al Green, and then me and some girls, like, ended up singing singing along together, and I cannot sing. But the, end of, the night ended up in her fucking hotel room, so, yeah. Oh. I, I, Damn, think, I think the Reverend Al Green for that one. See, certain songs just kind of put you in the mood and you're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden you look at the other person, you're both grooving to the same song and you kind of just look at each other differently. And before you know it, you're in like a different space and the magic happens. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Having period it's sex with someone who did not warn me that they were on their period. It was good times. <laughs> Do you also think the river now creep? <laughs> I did. Well, first, I was so drunk, you know, in the middle of it, when I looked down and, like, saw blood, I'm like, did I hurt you? Like, I don't have a giant penis. Are you penis. a virgin? <laughs> well, I didn't think that, but I was just like, I was concerned. I'm like, did I hurt you? Like, like um... this is only a drunk thought that, like, I never think that my penis is enough to just cause someone to randomly start bleeding. Like, You're like, did I tear you a new one? Am I in the right hole? Right. I'm in the right. No, I'm good. I'm good. We're in the right hole. Yeah, she just kind of like, I'm sorry. It just started. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. You're like, okay, we're good. Yeah, back to work. We're doing, we're doing this. Right. We're doing this. I can't get you pregnant, so we're good. We're good. It's also your hotel bed, so I super don't care. Just, you know, ask for housekeeping in the morning. You're, you're fine. Exactly. Just have them change the sheets and not my problem. Yeah. Just put a towel on it. Pull the covers. <laughs> I mean, that's that's normally the plan when you know about such things, right? But if you're you not, hope. if you're not going to warn me, and we're in your hotel bed, like, not my problem. You're like, ooh, you're really wet. And she's like, mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> These things happen, dudes. Do not be afraid of period sex. Don't. I've said this a million times. Do not be afraid mm-hmm. of period sex. It could be some of the best sex you've ever had because women are normally very sensitive on their periods and very wet and sometimes hornier. And it helps relieve their cramps often. Yes. It's a lovely thing. I don't get it. I don't get dudes who are like, no, that's gross. I ain't doing that. Like, You can take a shower after or close your eyes. Exactly. Close your eyes. I, I bet you would lose a lot of respect for a dude if he was just like closing his eyes the whole time. I, I'm, I know you would lose a lot of respect for a dude. I, I he was like, <laughs> no, I, I'd probably just say a choice few words. Oh, what would those few words be? I, I'm really curious. Stop being a fucking pussy. <laughs> And there you have it, folks. The the few choice words from Casca. Yeah, yeah, but I... 
That it could go one of two ways. Either he's like, yes, that is the pep talk I needed, or then he like curls up and dies and walks away. And then I can imagine you kicking him the fuck out of whatever room he's in. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm done with you. Now you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even in this, you know, the hour or so we've been talking, like, I already gauged that, like, you would suffer no fool like that. Be like, and can you get me a drink on your way out? <laughs> like, at least make yourself useful if you're not going to get me off and give me a drink before you go. Exactly. I'm thirsty. Like, can you do something about this? <laughs> you know. <laughs> You've never actually had that happen, right? No, not that I can recall. <laughs> oh, because uh, uh, I'm sure it would have stuck out like some dude just. I would, I would think so. Yes, <laughs> something would be sticking out. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear stories about dudes who don't do that. It's just like, what? Yeah, they are men. I mean, it can be from a myriad of issues. Like, if they tell you first off, they're just like, ooh, yeah, I can't handle that. And you're like, okay, I respect your decision. But if they're already like, oh, you're just like, ah, oh, stop it. Get over, get over your issue. I, I don't know. It's just not something I can wrap my brain around. Like, I'm just like, so you're like bleeding. you're already there. Right. Oh. Now, we're already there. We're already in the moment. Like, it's just a little blood. Right? It's like you're fine. Even if it's you're a fine. lot of blood, whatever, it washes off. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, it's, like, gushing. Well, I, I, I mean, I've definitely walked away from period sex where it's, like, you know, the bottom of my gut to the middle of my thigh covered. And it's just, like, whatevs. You're, like, hmm. Yeah, I'm going to keep going. No, it's cool. Yeah, no. Makes me feel like a man. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. I caused I have this. conquered this pussy. Exactly. But, you know, I'm also the dude who's like, you know, if you're having sex, anal sex with someone in real life and like, you know, you get some shit on your dick. It's like, this is, these things happen. You go shower off and whatevs. No big you're deal. Like, I'll, use, I'll thank you for the wet nights on the wet out. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. Exactly. Like, people need to realize, like, when you have anal sex in real life, it's not like porn where... The performer has starved themselves and eaten real light the day beforehand. Especially if you did not make that decision prior to having it and it was last minute. Right. If it was a heat of the moment thing. That is true. Yeah. You know. I mean, we're like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me go grab my prep work. It'll be this long until you're like, eh. let's just do it. Yeah. And you're like, Okay. All right. You know, sure. Why not? Yeah, and no one, no one should be embarrassed about anything that happens to come out of that. It's. I mean, if you don't know what you're getting in there, then you know. <laughs> you should know. Right. Or you're gonna be surprised. Sometimes when you drill for oil, you strike it. Exactly. Very true. You should have an understanding that there could be a possible strike. Yep. 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 But 
It happens. It, it, it happens. happens. To the best of us. Exactly. Like, uh, nothing <laughs> Nothing to be embarrassed about. No. Ladies, if you, if you show my dude's dick, don't be embarrassed about it. Maybe do a little giggle and then offer to give him a towel. Yeah. Or say, here is the shower. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. lovely. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But hee <laughs> hee. I mean, it's just one of those things that like, people take sex way too seriously. They do. And then they feel like, oh, I was traumatized. And you're like, do you get traumatized when you poop? Um, I don't know. Maybe some do. Well, it, it, I think the, the, tra- the trauma comes from how your partner handles it. Like, if someone had shot my dick, it would have been like, oh, my God. Ah! <laughs> like, yeah, that might be traumatic. I think I would have slapped. I think that's when you like slap someone and you're like, what's wrong with you? What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, but you have to have the confidence to slap, you know, just slap a dude. Yeah, I just slap a dude. Like people say, I don't want to say slap a hoe. That sounds awful. But, but like, you know, you smack someone out of it. Like when they're, when someone's in shock, you slap someone to bring them back to reality. That is probably what I would do. Right, but not everyone like, has that confidence. Not everyone has that confidence. It's all a part of the confidence. It is. It 100% is. Like, yeah, but that's the thing. We're like, yo, dudes, just even if it bothers you, don't say shit. Like, can be considerate of your partner's feelings. Or, you know, hide it for a moment and then go to the bathroom and scream into some toilet paper or towel. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like women do. If you think that women don't scream into a pillow sometimes, you'd be incorrect. They do. <laughs> they do scream into a pillow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, these things happen. This thing's happening. It's true. And sometimes it's not always out of pleasure. <laughs> sometimes it's out of complete utter annoyance. When was the last time you had to scream into a pillow because of a partner? Um, does it depend on the reason? No, no. Um, Sometimes people annoy you, and then and sometimes you have to hold it in. And when you are able to politely <laughs> grab a pillow and just be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what the fuck!" and then you want to smack them with that pillow. Sadly, you don't always get that opportunity. Yeah, sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Well. Hopefully it's more opportunities of hitting them with the pillow than not. So you can really let that frustration out. Yeah, BDSM to the rescue. <laughs> that is like the fluffiest BDSM ever. Like, we're having a pillow fight. Right? But then you don't realize, like, you like you sew in, like, a softball in there. <laughs> Oof. 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 I'm kidding. She's kidding, folks. She's kidding. Kidding. Costco will never do such a thing. Mm-hmm. I believe you. 
I believe you. For the audio audience, you should see the look on her face right now. <laughs> she, she's hyper credible. I cannot wait to play Among Us with her <laughs> if this is how she's going to tell lies. Okay, it's just like, like with this. Look at his eyes. Here it is, his little face. I didn't even ask you about your buddy there. Who is that? This is Mooncake from Final Space, which their season is finally coming out this year. I think it's their third season? Third or fourth season. You have to go check. It is a wonderful show. I'm very excited. And it does happen in Final Space on TBS. I feel like I'm promoting the show. But I do, I do actually really like this show. They have some really great characters. Um, it's actually quite funny and entertaining. And there's not a lot of shows out there like that that's animated that's not anime. So you have to take them while you get them. Lord oh. forbid, I canceled. Like Rick and Morty. Why? I mean, Rick and Morty isn't canceled, but I mean, like, there's very few shows that are actually entertaining that are animated. Well, I'm, I was meaning, do you not find Rick and Morty entertaining anymore? Or? No, I do, but some of their seasons have kind of like become a little odd, not as interesting as some of the past seasons. They've kind of gotten a little like, what are they doing? Like, they've missed their original spark. So you're kind of like, okay. I hope they come back. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, with their writing, bring back that original spark. Sometimes that happens. Well, yeah, I mean, they just, they just kind of get weird, but not funny, really. It's a, it's a challenge to produce consistent gold every time. I know. Because some of that stuff, like Pickle Rick... I love Pickle Rick. Uh, Pickle Rick wasn't even my favorite episode from that that season. Oh, I had... But that season was a good season, though. Yeah, three was great. Yeah, season three was very, very good. I actually bought that Christmas ornament, Pickle Rick. <laughs> and I gave it to someone. And someone thought it was a... Um, someone thought it was a, a vibrator. Oh, no. Yeah, I brought it to one of those, uh, what is it called? Like elephant gift giving? No, uh, white elephant. Yeah, white elephant. And uh, so someone actually got that gift, and their face when they got that Pickle Rick Christmas ornament. Though so that would be hilarious to make Pickle Rick vibrators that say, I'm Pickle Rick as it vibrates. Yes. Wouldn't it be wonderful? I would own one. We've come up with so many amazing sex toys during this episode. I know. That would be lovely. I I would buy one and I would bring it to me on set. I to I'd avoid like, no to avoid copyright violation. You just have it say, "I'm pickle dick." That that would be perfect. And they'd be like, "Let's get shifty in here." <laughs> With shit on the floor. <laughs> that could be for like the anal vibrator. There you go. There you go. Don't be ashamed of it. Your vibrator told me like, it's cool. Like like an anal tickler. And they could just say, let's let's get shifty in here and shit on the floor. <laughs> uh, 
It's so great. Uh, or what was it? Um, I actually have a mug with those little, what one, what are they called? The, the ones that helped him like golf. Oh, the Meeseeks? Yes. I have a mug like that. Nice. Of the Meeseeks over on my shelf over here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That would be funny too. If there was like a little box or button you could press. Well, no, obviously you have to package that vibrator in a Meeseeks box. Yes, right. So you press the button like and then the vibrator. Yeah. Like a jack in the box. Yeah. But like a Meeseeks box. Yep. So you can press it and it pop out. Yep. And as it pops out, I'm pickle dick. And then it'd be like, you know how it has to help you so it can die? Oh, I feel like you have to orgasm so I can die. Oh my God. The, the Me6 vibrator that's just like, I'm Mr. Me6, look like, at me. Yes. <laughs> it's like, please orgasm so I can fucking die. Existence is pain. Please come. Yes. Yes. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's a market for I'm it. Try- there is a I'm market for come, it. I'm trying to come, damn it. I'm trying to It's like, please, please. You're like, fuck. I've got, okay. This is like a, this is like a pity orgasm now. Jesus. <gasps> There's a market for it. There's definitely a market for it. Oh my God. Like a whole set of them. That would be so great. Oh my God. That would be wonderful. I would buy all of them. <laughs> Especially if they talk to you like that right in the middle of an orgasm, I would die laughing. <laughs> I don't know how much of a market there is for sex toys that talk to you, but we will find out. But you never know. Because, right? Think about it. Me, I don't know women, women, but maybe there's something also for men because men always like to have sexing, but women do too. So maybe there's something in that. Could be. Maybe there is. Hmm. Hmm. And then you can get into like the other royal and properties, like you know, a solar op, some solar opposite sex toys. Yes. Maybe there's like a weird flashlight for guys that talks. Like. Oh, I'm trying to think of like what would be the weird Rick and Morty flashlight. Wait, what if it was like the hawk guy, the bird man? Bird person? Yeah, bird person's like, uh. <laughs> uh. Well, I was thinking like the guns they um from the interdimensional the, the guys who travel through the fourth dimension who like you can't fuck the with portal. time. Oh wait, what about all those Amazon girls? Oh yeah. that yes, those Amazon women who just needed to procreate. Well, that's Futurama, isn't it? No. The Mortys also went to a place like that. And that's when his sister ended up like, they're like, oh, I like your dress. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Because they're, well, they they didn't like males. They, uh, that was the yeah. Gazorpazorps. Yeah. Where he had the, where he had the, he would impregnate the sex doll to propagate the species. Yes. Something like that would be funny. But, you made me think of the Futurama episode where, like, death by uh, Snoo Snoo. Yeah, that would be funny, too. Oh, your flashlight would be like, time for Snoo Snoo. 
that would be funny too. It's like, ooh, whole thing of toys. This is something here. We've got something here. And we're going to give it away on the internet for free. So we better but act quickly. They know, but they know where it came from. We're the originators of these toys. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. We see them at AVN next year. It's like, fuck. It's like, <laughs> damn it. Didn't That's ask. mine. Didn't ask fast so enough. Right? It's like, so is that good? Do you like it? <laughs> Let me try. It's mine. <laughs> Give it to me. Oh my god! Uh, I'm yawning. Oh no, I, I, that was a laugh. That was not yawning. That was the, my end. That was a laugh. That was. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. Like every like, and if you go faster, it's like snooze, 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 snooze. <laughs> And it goes in like higher pitches. Snoo snoo. <laughs> Can you imagine this? Like someone's mom logged in. It's like snoo snoo. And you're like, um. She's either gonna be really weirded out, or she's gonna be a Futurama fan and be like, "That's awesome." Right? And it's like, you keep at it, babe. Good job, son. Good. And, like walk off. Be sure to clean up Make after yourself. It properly. Oh my god, that would be so great. Oh my. So many fucking weird, weird options out there. I'm amazed this shit hasn't been done. Like, just figuring out parody right? sex toys. I mean, there, there are some for, like, the marbles. Like, there, there's, like, a fucking Hulk fisting toy and an Infinity Gauntlet. Hulk fist? Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't talk. I know. They need to talk. They definitely need to talk. Yeah, and, like, vibrate. Or, like, uh, you know, like Hulk smash. Oh, I, like yeah, smash that pussy, bitch. <laughs> Marvel would sue you so fast if your sex toy said Hulk smash. But that would be awesome. Oh, it would be amazing. Yeah, we came out with our own sex line toys. Like yeah, smack that pussy. You know, like a clit, smack that clit. You know, yeah, Hulk smash. You look so great because then it's like entertaining at the same time. <laughs> Like, even if you didn't want to use it, I would have it just to put it on my shelf. Oh, you'd have to make a a Mjolnir toy that, like, only the worthy can fuck this. That would be amazing. Or what was it, like, uh, the glove? The the gauntlet? Yes. What if it was, like, a glove you could actually put on your hand? You know, like, how they have that, like, that stimulates? Oh, yeah. But what if it looked just like it, but you could stimulate yourself with it? And I could be like, oh my god, in my content, I'd be like, oh yes, do me. Wipe out the whole fucking world. (laughs) 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 Snap that clit. Snap that clit. And then like each of like the gems could be like something it says. Like so great. Oh my but god. also like stimulates and put, I'm like, oh my god, yes. And it's like, you're not worthy. I will annihilate you. And I'm like, oh god, tell me more. I love it when you talk down to me. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, this has to happen. This has to happen. Right? 
you know, people out there would have been like, oh my God, I have to have this. This is amazing. I wonder if you could get away yeah. with selling that shit at Comic-Con. Right? It would be like Thanos talking and you're like, oh my God, yes. Because you know there's a storyline between Lady Death and Thanos. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the real reason Thanos wipes out half the population in the yes. actual comics. I would be a great Lady Death, by the way. Well, when they eventually do the, like, the Infinity War parody, which I'm sure Axel Braun will do at some point when there's money and people doing full fucking movies again. <laughs> I suppose we're doing some movie right now, but he usually, I don't know, chooses the same people, I think, doesn't he? Uh, he varies it up a bit. Well, if he does, I'm your woman. <laughs> All right. I hope that, and I hope Axel Braun's parody keeps truer to the comics than the fucking Marvel movies does, because, like, Thanos wanting to oh. wipe, wipe out half a life for balance just makes no fucking sense. No, it doesn't. It's lame. Yeah. In the comics, he is 100% driven to wipe out half a life for a boner. It's just power of erection. Like, I know, which is awesome and a better storyline. Yep. Much more relatable. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll wipe out trillions to get laid. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. Put it this way, revenge is motivation and love is motivation. Both are motivation. Well, to do crazy shit. Hell, lust is motivation to do crazy shit sometimes. Exactly. All the above. It's a wonderful thing. Right. <laughs> so let's make some more toys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. But Costco, on that note, I'm actually going to call last call on this motherfucker. We've been going at this for over two hours already. I'd love to have you back on again. What was it? Before we get out of here, where can they find you on the things? Where can they spend their hard-earned money on you? Oh, I thank you. Um, it is OnlyFans, Costco Fashova, of course. Um, I also have a link tree that's on my social media. So Twitter is C Akashova, which is A-K-A-S-H-O-V-A. And then IG, I actually have two. Um, it's Costco Akashova Official. So... And then I have a backup, which is Casca underscore over it, because of all this stuff going on, underscore Akashova. Awesome. Awesome. Find Casca. Spend your money on Casca. Demand to Axel yes, Braun that he cast her in the next big yes. parody. Like, DM Axel be like, I heard you got to <laughs> cast Casca. You got to do it, Axel. You got to do it. Yes. I would I would be absolutely honored. She actually reads the content you're making. Come on. I do. I read the comics and I have her figurine. Right? Do it. Do it. But <laughs> in the meantime, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer for the video gaming stuff. You can find the podcast at and now we drink on Twitter and now we drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up motherfuckers. 